0: Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where we introduce you to interesting people and their inspiring stories. From Grace professors, current students, and distinguished alumni, to special guests and speakers on our campus, you can meet new people and hear how they are impacting the world around them. This podcast is recorded and produced at Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today we're interviewing Brandon Holler, senior pastor of the chapel in Fort Wayne. Brandon grew up in Fort Wayne, played basketball at Huntington University, where God called him into ministry. Uh, then he was fully redeemed at Grace Theological Seminary, uh, where he got his Master's of Divinity in 2015 and was recipient of the Homer A. Kent Award in New Testament Studies. He's been married for 18 years, has three daughters, still loves basketball, and has a great passion for teaching and preaching the word of God in practical ways. Brandon, thanks for being on the podcast. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. And thanks for uh, speaking in chapel. Um, So, here's, uh, we're going to do a quick fast five questions about Fort Wayne. Good. Okay? Yeah. So you're going to introduce all of us to Fort Wayne. Okay. Um, not too far from here, but okay. First question, where's the best place to go watch a movie in Fort Wayne?
1: Uh, so it's Jefferson Point. Uh, Jefferson Point's got uh, the the AMC theaters there. That's a good place. On the north side of town, you have the reclinable chairs, though. I watched a movie there. If you're if you're prone to falling asleep to a movie, don't go there. Go to Jefferson Point. <laughs> but if you can stay awake, reclinable on the north side of town, Regal Cinemas, it's a good place to go. True to.
0: True Pastor has to has to make sure everybody gets a mention, everyone's right. cared for. Okay. Uh
1: your favorite restaurant in Fort Wayne? I typically go to Logan's. I go to Logan's for a couple of reasons. When uh, when the pandemic happened, it was one of the few places in Southwest Island that was open. We would go there to have an opportunity to, as a staff at the church that I'm at, uh, to to to, just to be there and to enjoy. It. And they didn't have that very many customers, so we were tipping high and they were taking care of us. And we just developed like it's so it's so much more about the waiters and yeah. waitresses that yeah. are there. And we've developed friendships and. So when when I meet with somebody Southwest Allen, they're like, where you want to go? I'm like, let's go to Logan's and you know, shout out to uh to to Jessica and Ronald, who are my uh, nice. my favorite servants there at Logan's. Wow, yeah. that's
0: awesome. All right. So hopefully they listen to the podcast. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh Chapel, Southwest Allen. I mean, you're you're outside are you outside the circle or you know, like goes all the way around, right? Just outside. Just outside. Okay. All right. So you you have to get to uh, let's say, um, you have to get to Van Wert. Are you going around or are you going through Fort
1: Wayne? Yeah, you're going around. I think you're going south. You're going a little 469, uh, and just kind of coming around that way.
0: All right. So you're taking the long way. Are you going, uh, are you going around the bottom or are you going around the top? Oh, my go. Oh,
1: that's a good question. I'd have to, you know, I'm at a phase in my life. And I think most people are, I just plug in an address in my phone. I don't know how to get anywhere anymore. You just do what I it just says. use yeah. the phone. Like I don't know what road to get to Van Wert anymore. I used to, but now I don't know if it's on the the high side, the north side of 69 469 or if it's on the south. I don't know. I plug and I just I just let my uh my phone do you the, always get confused
0: when people are like so you know it's uh it's due east or I'm like I, I you lost me they at, do that at the church all the yes. time we're gonna
1: do the west Corridor flooring this week I have no <laughs> idea what that means where is that <laughs>
0: exactly okay all right uh, you have three daughters hmm. um and you're gonna take them to the Fort Wayne Zoo yeah what do they want to see
1: at the Fort Wayne Zoo? Yeah, we typically have to go to the the African section. Yes, over there we've I got know. it. We've got to see the lions. We used to do that. The Africa, the, the 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 ride that goes way above. It's uh,
0: like the the yeah up in the like the the ski thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, we're not fans of that anymore. We just uh, something it, it, happened. It just, there, I'm is, not is... big on heights. Okay, and it, it feels. A little like I could maybe slip out of the bottom. I'm sure it's safe. Please still go to the zoo. Enjoy <laughs> the ride. But uh not not a not that's not my favorite part. of mind skipping that, but you know, zebras, giraffes, feed the giraffes. That's where that's where we need to it
0: go. It is one of the best zoos. Oh, and it is. it is this hidden gym in Fort Wayne. It's incredible. Our family loves going to the Fort Wayne Zoo. Okay. Um, best little known place to check out in the fort if you were like hey there's this gem that you need to know about you need to check out in fort wayne that you've maybe not heard about where would you send somebody
1: downtown probably the best pizza place is called pint and slice pint and slice pint and slice best i think it's probably the best pizza in town some of my coworkers would say giordano's which is on the north side it's a little bit more of a chain pint and slice i think it's the only pint and slice on planet earth uh, I don't think it's a chain at all but it's uh, it's really good downtown Fort Wayne's really been reinvigorated it is yeah it just looks really nice down there and there's just all these little these little type of restaurants but uh, me and my family were down there a few months ago and Pite and slice is is where we went I like it thank yeah. you yeah. well done check that out
0: well done on the uh, fast five um okay so just give us a little background where'd you grow up uh and, and a little bit of your story of of kind of how the Lord got you to you know Grace Seminary, of course, but eventually course. to
1: the chapel. Yeah, we, well, I, I predominantly grew up in Fort Wayne, uh, in the Fort Wayne area. Went to Canterbury High School, which is a college preparatory school. I Had about forty-eight kids in my class. Our uh, our valedictorian scored a sixteen hundred and went to Stanford. Salutatorian fifteen sixteen pre med Yale. I was I was like an average student there, and uh, I just. I was just around those and what was wonderful about that is there was this high bar for academic expectations. Uh, I ended up doing really well and uh, uh, got to a point where I wanted to play basketball and I wanted to be a doctor. So uh, there was one school that offered me a scholarship. It was Huntington, so I said, I guess I'm going I'm going there. I'll try not to mention that school anymore. <laughs> but uh, as I as I went there, just like just like grace, the environment, the we kind of when I was there called it the Christian bubble. I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that badly. I went to college to play basketball and become a doctor, and the Lord just had he had just completely different plans. I don't. I was not really following the Lord uh, very closely when I was eighteen, and by the time I was twenty two, I was the the spiritual leader of our basketball team and saying whatever's going to happen this year, we're going to put Christ at the center. Uh, I graduated in in the year two thousand, knowing that I didn't want to be a doctor. I took the MCATs. Uh, I don't even remember what I got, but I just like, I felt like I have to, I owe it to myself to take that test and and see what happened. And that summer was one of the most pivotal moments uh, mm. of my life. I I had two opportunities. St. Francis's basketball coach, sorry to throw another school in there, <laughs> said, Brandon, I'll, I'll pay you money all summer And uh, at my basketball shooting camp. And then there was another guy, a friend of mine came up to me and said, hey, there's this church camp north of Columbia City. And they need a a male counselor for a week. And I was like, cool. How much does it pay? And he said nothing. And so I got my shiny bachelor's degree. Didn't go, not going to med school. Have no idea what I'm going to do. And I go to I go to this camp north of town. And I was in charge of seventh and eighth grade boys. And we were there all week. And the the speaker that week was uh, was a was a, a Christian man who was behind uh, the Berlin Wall on East. East Berlin. Wow! And he was sharing his testimony, and it was powerful. And one of my seventh grade boys stayed back after chapel, so I circled back, and he just said, "I just want to give my life to Jesus." And it was the first time I led anyone to the Lord. Uh, I got in my truck at the end of that week, thinking it was just going to be that week. I just, I just bawled my eyes out. Mm. It was, it was just one of the first times that that God worked through me, and it was, uh, it was the best thing I'd ever experienced. Better than any. Three-pointer pass, anything that I had uh, I'd ever experienced in my life, and just uh, they they asked me to continue throughout the entire summer, and eventually said the the director of the camp said my brother-in-law is a pastor of a church in Columbia City, he's looking for a youth pastor, I think you'd be great, and that's that's kind of how it all started. That was one of the two moments in my life where I knew without a shadow of a doubt that's what God wanted me to do. He wanted me to not get paid that summer. And uh, so it, was, it wasn't It was good on the bank account, and certainly the first few ministries wasn't good on the bank yeah, account yeah. either, uh, but uh, I, I knew that I was doing what the Lord wanted me to do.
0: So you went into uh, ministry then on a, on a full-time basis mm-hmm. and uh, started in Columbia City went to Fort Wayne for a while right mm-hmm. and in youth ministry and then talk about transition to senior pastor and you've collected like a
1: lot of degrees along yeah, the way yeah yeah so uh, i got to a point where i was at that first church in columbia city a small country church about 150 200 and i realized you know my med biology degree is not working you know it's not it didn't it didn't quite equip me for ministry like i thought it would uh, so i uh, i decided i needed to get some uh, really some formalized training the church that i went to when i was in high school and college was was the chapel in fort wayne uh, the lead pastor there is the founding pastor. He planted it in 94. and so this was probably 2006 and and I and I said, you went to grace, right? Like I feel like I need to do that and I remember we had we had lunch at, uh, uh, together and just talked through it and uh, he said there's this there's this other uh, program that we're doing and I got some credits there, but eventually my dream was, I want to know the Bible as as absolutely as well as I can and getting that masters of divinity was really uh, the biggest dream of mine so i was able to transfer a lot of credits uh, around uh, 2012 mm. and uh, enrolled here at grace theological seminary uh, at that time and i think it's still here they they offered three like divisions yep. there, was yep. a, uh, there was a there uh, was a pastoral leadership there was a counseling and there was an exegetical studies and it was just it was so much fun to be able to figure out which one that I wanted? Uh, the pastoral leadership. Well, I had been leading pastorally for a long time. I didn't really see myself as a counselor. And then exegetical studies. I get as much Hebrew and Greek as possible. That sounds awesome. And there was like one of me that wanted <laughs> that wanted to do that. No, there were there were a couple. Uh, there were a couple of us that were really in the trenches, just digging in there with Dr. Harmon and Dr. Ratza, uh, in knowing the original languages as much as possible. And for just some reason, God put that desire in me. And graduated in uh in in 20 2015. So uh uh getting my master's in divinity from grace, I shared this in, in chapel. It was just an absolute dream come mm. true. And I'm so I'm so grateful for for Grace Seminary for that.
0: You mentioned chapel and thanks for, for coming today and, and your message today was very appropriate. But share a couple of the things that you mentioned about you know the last few years and what really all of us have experienced. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and and so sort, of,
0: sort of then what's the solution how do we fix that problem yeah
1: well very much like you I went through a transition of, a, of an extremely respected leader you know uh, Rick was the uh he was the the founding pastor of the chapel and anytime there's a transition it's uh it's difficult on all parties and uh, uh I remember just going through that it happened while 2020 happened you know we had a, we had a search in 2020 I became the senior pastor in January 1st of 21. Uh, so, in the midst of that, we're all going through global trauma in the midst of a major transition of me following the man. You know, everybody would come to me and say, Man, uh, filling Rick's shoes, those are some really big shoes to fill. And I said, Well, the good news is he told me they're only size eight and a half. So, it's not <laughs> as bad as it sounds. But also, I always just told people that I'm really excited because. The Lord was the head of the church when Rick was the senior pastor, and my plan is to keep him as the head of the church. So there's really much less pressure than you really think, as long as we keep him where he's supposed to be. Well, well, through that, uh, I, I, what I talked about certainly in chapel. When I realized through that process is we, we as human beings, we leak spiritual, mental, and emotional uh, fuel, hmm. and I didn't realize it because I'd always tell people, "I'm fine, I'm fine. How you doing? I'm good." And I and I wasn't. And my entire life, I was always able to overcome. When I was thirteen, my parents got divorced, and I pushed through that. Uh, when people said I couldn't play college basketball, well, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you. Yeah. And I did. And people said, "Whoever follows the founding pastor at the chapel is an idiot." I said, "Sign me up. <laughs> like I'm 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 crazy enough to do something like that." But it but it had a toll. And, and, it, and it emptied my reserves. And I had a, a a friend at the chapel saying, you need to take two weeks vacation off so you get filled up. And I went for two weeks vacation and what my counselor, because the first time I ever went to a counselor, because I didn't need one. Yeah. And I went to a counselor. He said, wait, you went on vacation for two weeks? Because I told him I went for two weeks and I came back and I had this wave of anxiety and I don't know what's wrong with me. And he said, oh, I know what you did. You've been running on adrenaline for three years. Hmm. And if you would have taken one week vacation, you'd still be on adrenaline, but you took two and the adrenaline flushed out and you were raw and exposed. And he's like, and, and you're out of gas and you're deeply wounded. And I'm just in his office, just bawling, you know? And, and I think we all regardless of our, of our circumstances, we all go through stormy seasons and difficult, pivotal circumstances in our life that really take a toll on our soul. And, uh, but the Lord was really timely as I was coming back um, from that vacation. I had an elders meeting that Wednesday. They were really excited and hopeful that I was fully full. And I told them, "Guys, I've been standing on my own two feet my entire life, but I'm not man enough to be able to to do this right now." Don't, there's something wrong with me. You should have seen the look on hmm. their faces. They're like, "Oh no, we don't want to go through another search." And uh, but the Lord really blessed me with a, with a, with a podcast uh, where. Um, a man by the name of John Eldredge is being interviewed. John Eldredge wrote an amazing book about 20 years ago called Wild at Heart. It's really for the heart of a man that we all have an adventure to live, a battle to fight, a beauty to rescue. And what does that mean, you know, for, for Christian men now? And how can we, uh, how can we recapture how God like created us, uh, specifically, but he, he just finished writing a book called Resilient, which is all about this, that we've been through collectively and globally two years of trauma. And it's just kind to say it hmm. that this has been traumatic. And he just said that's like the first step to healing. But also, if you want to be able to heal what's wounded in your soul, and if you are on empty, it has to be with union with Christ. And so, you know, one of the most important blessings from scripture for me was Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through 19. Where Paul just basically prays for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, and he really just spoke to me and said, "Brandon, you've been standing on your own two feet. It's time to get on your knees." And it just, it just, it rocked me to be able to say that because then he goes on that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, and I, and I preached on that for like four four to six weeks. And, and the congregation was tuned in because the symptoms of being out of gas, having depleted energy, short-term memory loss, really short with people. Um, we all had those symptoms that if if we don't do something about it, it could lean to some dangerous conclusions of the depression and suicide. Um, so many of us think that the effects of the pandemic are in a rearview mirror, but statistics say the full effect of it won't happen until 2025. So it's not in our rearview mirror, it's in our front windshield. Mm. And so we we really need to be a people to take care of our souls and understand that the result that we need of strengthening, Paul says in that prayer, is that we need power. That um, uh, That's the result. The source is through the Holy Spirit, and the location is in our inner being. We have got to quiet our lives down because we cannot connect with the Holy Spirit in our inner being and to receive that power and strengthening with all the distraction and white noise that we have in our lives.
0: I appreciated that. You actually put up white noise from your phone, and I think that was a really powerful moment of just uh, students recognizing we have so much white noise around us, our phones, our our friends, our distractions, our home, whatever it may be that distracts us uh, from what we really need, which is the Holy Spirit yeah. in us, uh, providing us power and strength for each day. Absolutely. What is uh, there's lots, there's so many connections between the chapel and grace historically, and, and lots of people who um, have come back and forth between the two. You have some students here now. Yeah. What's the best way for people
1: to connect with um, the chapel and with you? Uh, well, our website is uh, www.thechapel.net. And uh, we, uh, we, we honestly, we're about uh, 40, 45 minutes away from Grace, so uh, I have I have actually staff members, two staff members that are in seminary right now. That's awesome. And on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they drive the 45 minutes, and they're here at 8 until 1020, I think is when class is <laughs> over, and it's like, get on over here, we got work to do. <laughs> no, but like the chapel was so kind when I was the teaching pastor, the high school pastor, to do that traveling. And what we as a staff, we always say is when you're doing further education, that's on our dime. Your homework is on your time. Yeah. But we we feel that this is so important for you. It's going to be a benefit to you and the kingdom. And if it's a benefit for the chapel, that's great. But uh, people gave me opportunities like, like Rick did. He gave me opportunities and said, I remember I asked him, I was like, me going to seminary at Grace, is this a benefit for the chapel he said I don't care if it's a benefit of the chapel it's a benefit for you and the kingdom that's what we're after and I get to steal that phrase and use that for other people that's so, awesome uh we, ha- we have an awesome church uh uh there just uh right on the southwest uh side of the of of uh, of Fort Wayne and the is one of the best ways to to follow us and just like any church you know we're a church of about 1500 right now we've got all sorts of social media connections that uh that it doesn't take kids Just long Chapel, to type Chapel Fort
0: Wayne. You're good to type go. Type Chapel
1: Fort Wayne. You, will find, That's you awesome. will find it. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And thanks everyone for listening today to the Grace Story Podcast. Thanks to Rick and Avery for their work producing the podcast. If you can do us a favor and like, comment, subscribe, share, wherever you listen, that would be great. If you have questions, comments jokes you'd like to share, questions we should ask our next guest, feel free to email us at podcast at grace.edu. And until next time, live your best grace story today.